Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to the Coffee Cast with Cation and Rubin. Powered by Behind the Racket, the podcast dedicated to looking at the top issues facing tennis and getting to know the players facing them. Visit BehindTheRacket.com for the latest stories, merch, as well as direct links to all of the latest podcasts. The Coffee Cast can also be found on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever you find your podcasts. Download the episodes and make sure to leave a review. Special thanks to our sponsor, New Balance. Visit their latest shoes and styles at NewBalance.com and learn more about their program of giving back at hashtag NBGivesBack. And we want you to be a part of the conversation. Find me at NoahRubin33 or Mike at MikeCTennis on all forms of social media. You can also learn more at BehindTheRacket.com or MikeCTennis.com. And now. So about two years ago, I sat down with this week's guest, Luke Bambridge, uh, at the Dallas Challenger. So it's almost literally two years ago. Two you years, and I did a podcast, yeah, <laughs> when when I was doing it without Noah Rubin. And uh, those days were much happier, yep. to be perfectly blunt. <laughs> um, but you were at a point in your career, Bam, where you were a little bit unclear of what your next year, year and a half was going to look like, whether it was actually going to include playing tennis. Yeah. We're sitting down, Australian Open. Uh, you've got first round tomorrow, but you are coming off of back-to-back final and ATP victory. Yep. You have accomplished things that when we talked two years ago, you didn't know were going to be possible for you. That's true. Um, how has your life changed the most in the two years since we last did a podcast? I guess that's the the question that you you think of when you are if you asked me that two years ago Mm. you would think a lot of things would change um for me the biggest thing that has probably changed is and the biggest luxury that i have now i guess is i get to travel with a coach now Mm. i have the capital to do it um i make enough money to be able to do that to reinvest in myself Mm. um and i think that is a big step in a player's course in their career obviously people get stuck at futures because they barely have enough money for themselves to get by and then also at challenges unless you're playing singles um, it's tough to be able to afford to have a coach or unless you have a sponsor or a federation behind you and for me um, direct individual coaches stopped when I was 19 or 20 so for a three-year period I didn't have an individual coach um, as you put on Twitter yesterday, I did have people at TCU helping me out yeah. and um, and also a few other real key people in my career have helped me out through those through those tough times. Um, but as you said, two years ago, I really didn't know where I was going to be. Uh, I had kind of lost my way and I was, I was on the course of finding it at that point. Uh, if I had a rock bottom, I was, I was on the come up from the rock bottom. Mm. Um, but I was um I was I was starting to do better but now I uh, obviously life changing now would be I'm still with the same girlfriend I'm still involved with my family of course um 
now we get to myself and my girlfriend have a house so yeah. that's nice that's obviously a benefit uh get to play some of the greatest tournaments in the world if not the greatest tournaments in the world um and yeah it's 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 really really quite fun but it has required a lot of hard work sacrifice being away from home um not seeing you family your girlfriend uh your loved Me. ones for a long uh, mikeation but you joke about that you do joke <laughs> about that but i genuinely do miss some of the challenges yeah so i it pains me every year that tiburon comes around that i miss <laughs> tiburon it pains me every year that charlottesville comes around that yeah. i miss charlottesville so there's there's a couple really good challenges and i'm missing ones as well um that when i do miss them i think lucky you're lucky to be playing them you know think yeah. of the i think of the good times um and obviously that might be good times on the court it might be good times off the court uh, it might be nights out whatever it may be um but i'm always jealous of uh those guys playing a few of those challenges i'm not necessarily jealous of some of the other <laughs> ones but um on the most part there's a lot of the challenges in the u.s that are a lot of fun all right so i, w I want to start from the the technical change mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in terms of what what has improved how drastically has it improved from say two years ago and i and i'm thinking more about the the big big picture stuff yeah um do you do you feel like you're pretty much at the same level slightly improved drastically improved and i guess what i'm asking is how big is that difference overall mm. from an atp 250 to some of those challengers that you mentioned um, for me, the biggest thing to change was consistency and belief. Mm. Um, I think that there's a few players at the challenger level now, and I and bear in mind I stay very close. Um, my ears very close to the challenger level, especially in the U.S. You text me a lot about, um, about one matches, of my yeah. probably, if not my best friend on tour, if not my best friend is Nate Lamons. I speak daily to him, so I'm always in touch with him. Always in touch with Lawson Galloway. Hans Huck, these guys, um, and I, to be honest with you, I'm still quite bored on tour. Hmm. So I get to watch the Challenger live stream. That's the amazing thing about the challenges. I get to watch the live yeah. stream every match. You can always go back and watch it. Um, and for me, it would be the consistency. Uh, I think that those players that I've just named can all play to a 250 standard on a given week. But week in, week out, I personally don't think right now they have that. And that's why hmm. they haven't made that jump yet. I'm not saying that they can't do it. And I think probably a few of them will do it. Um, but it is the consistency. And if you think about it, the players who from the challenges that you've been uh, at the last five years, the players that have broke through those ones are the players that had consistently won at challenges. Hmm. Um, so names that come to mind would be uh, in doubles would be Austin Krychek, consistently won, consistently was going deep. Joe Salisbury consistently won, consistently going deep. Obviously myself. Obviously we all had then had a breakthrough tournament. So for Joe it was Wimbledon 2017. For Austin he just won a hell of a lot with um, who did he win with? He won with Jackson and then he won with Rajiv a 250 mm -hmm. Rajiv. Um, so my, for myself, it was wildcard into Eastbourne and winning right. that. So it's about being consistent and then taking the opportunity when you have it. 
and there's not going to be many opportunities that you get but I have this conversation weekly with Nate Lamons and yeah. I'm saying to him um, for the the biggest step for him at this time was he had con he had success at challenges last year with Rob Galloway right um, and it was about for him when he stepped up to 250s when he stepped up to Grand Slams at US Open um, having the belief to actually go there and win and not take part and that was part of the reason of him I believe playing with Trek Huey um, somebody who's done it so yeah. someone who's done it someone who's not necessarily always relied on huge serving but has done it and that was a part of the reason for that and um, you know it's, it's, a, it's a, that's going to be a good partnership I believe so let's take let's take Alex Lawson Yes. Mostly because he will be thrilled um, that we mention him. Yes. If if you're sitting there and and you just say, okay, hi, you need to have more belief within yourself. Yeah. Where does that come from? I mean, for I think for Alex, it's his serve has always been great. I'm not asking you to break down Alex's yeah. game because I no, don't want I, I, I want him to could... still have like a shred of dignity. No, after no, no. I think I think it would come from improving the areas that he believes are going to take him to the next hmm. level. So for me, on my areas, it was, okay, Luke, how am I going to become one of the top returners in the world? Yeah. Because I always had a good serve. I could have served at a higher percentage, but how am I going to be able to make these returns at a big stage yeah. against good teams? Yeah. Um, and it, that really came on the practice court. And it's not like something clicks overnight. Yeah, right. It's just... I know it's, it's everyone's ever said it, it's day in day out kind of stuff but it it really is being able to practice have a coach yeah. that helps um be able to do a lot of reps with you and just really figuring out your identity as a as a player mm. um and I actually think Alex has a good identity as a doubles player and I do believe he doesn't have a great identity as a human <laughs> no that has that has really too long right now <laughs> um but I think that him and him and Lloyd Glasspool, who's a very close friend of mine as well, they've been playing yes, recently. They, yeah. I think on serve, they can be almost unbreakable at times. Mm. You know, they both serve great, cover the net well. So th their identity needs to be able to, okay, we're going to come out here, we're going to hold 12 service games, and we're going to put pressure on you that way. Um, so just finding your identity is a good word. I want to take you through some of the things that Noah and I have been talking yes. about, even though Noah's not here. Yeah. Um, Shout out, Noah. Yeah. <laughs> He's in Minneapolis, I believe, as, yeah. as you and I are speaking here with his girlfriend, Jamie. But um, the idea of teams, yes. let's, let's start with that. Um, that's something he's obviously been a big proponent of. You had a little world team tennis experience with yourself Noah, yeah. last year. Um, how, how do you think that fits into a more full-time schedule for players as we move forward over the next decade or so? I think it's got a place for sure. Um, put it this way, I've already um, signed my contract for this year for mm. World Team Tennis for the upcoming season, 20, 2020 season. Um, I absolutely loved my time there. It was a different feel to a week-in, week-out tour. It was more of a, I would say, entertainment business. Yeah. How you see Kyrgios playing, having the crowd involved, and I, th I think a lot of people enjoyed it, like uh, spectators, the players, and you'll often find the players who have played it once will come back. Yes. Um, 
and speaking to the speaking to my doubles partner Ben, speaking to the British guys who went to ATP Cup, I've always been asking, "What do you think to the event?" Yeah, it seems that everyone really enjoyed it. Yeah, I've heard the uh, same thing. I've not heard many, if any, negative comments. The only real negative comments are coming on that nineteenth score. Um, in the scoring system and the mm, points of yes. it. That's the only real negative yeah. that I've heard. The only other one I've heard is scheduling, but that's something yeah. that can be worked out yeah, pretty yeah. quickly. Um, but, and, and you know, as, as we all know, Davis Cup's always been great. And I think that event went well, apart from timing, again, yes. finishing at 2 a.m. Um, but these are all little minor details that people will figure out. Um, so I believe that team events, I've always enjoyed them. Uh, I, I hope they have a future in the sport. Mm. Um, I do like that we have an individual side to it, but I I do see it being eight months of this and a couple months of team stuff because the individual part does set us aside from any other sport in the world. Yeah, and we do need to keep that identity. Yes, um, but you know, the team sports are the team sports are bigger. Yeah. Being able to have a team is bigger. Um, the teams would be unfair with whichever one Novak Djokovic is on right now and Rafael Nadal, but it would, um, it's it it really would be a lot of fun. And I, you know, if I think it really came down to it, I think everyone would enjoy it. I mean, listen, Andy did okay a couple of years ago for you guys. Yeah, no, I he, mean, I mean, he basically won. <laughs> I mean, he was he won Davis Cup. He won Davis Cup with, yes. with the with the help of obviously his brother. Yeah, and a huge James Ward win. Yes. shout out my Orange County Breakers teammate James Ward there, um, against uh, I think that one was against John Isner. Yeah, in San did Diego. Beat, he did beat no no no. He beat John Isner in I think Glasgow, uh, and then he I beat Query the year before. Yes, in uh, San Diego. So uh, he did it twice. But, um, Sneaky little bastard. Yeah. Um, but I think it's got a future in the sport we have been talking a lot as well about unionization Um, how impactful are doubles players in some of those meetings Mm -hmm. Um, when when there is that discussion of how to strengthen player viewpoints versus tournaments at at least at the ATP level yeah I mean our spokesperson for it uh, on the ATP level is Bruno Suarez, right, and I think it's Jurgen Meltzer now as well. Before it was uh, Bruno and Jamie Murray, um, and my opponent tomorrow, Bruno Suarez, um, <laughs> he is truly one of the nicest, most genuine guys on the tour. Sure, and a lot of us put our trust in him and his opinions, and think that he is anything we've thought of. He's also thought of. Um, I remember coming up to him with uh, something here last year. Um, it was regarding the uh, Justin Gimmelstop situation. Mm. And he said, completely agree with you. I've already raised it at the meetings. This, this, and this, and this is why this has happened. And, um, you Can know. Can you share, me, share with me what those so, are? So I, I basically said to him, if it was any other, if, it, if the ATP was any other company, he would be asked to step aside. Sure. And he said, at the time, he said, listen, the only two other guys in the, in his position, so there's three guys in the position. Yeah, right. The only two other guys in that position were um, very new, and more from like the tournament side right. of, of the of the um, equation. Whereas Justin was from a player's standpoint. Yeah. Um, and if 
Justin was asked to leave at that point and they couldn't replace him with the correct person, the tournaments would almost walk over the players even okay. more. Yeah. That was the situation. That was his, his answer. Not that I necessarily fully understood it, yeah. but he at least had something for me. Um, so back to it, though. Do you, do you feel, though, that, uh, again, I... Mm. Having talked to Bruno as well, yep. I think he has the respect of so many people. Yep. Do you think you guys are adequately represented in those meetings? And do you think the players as a whole are being adequately represented within ATP meetings? I actually think there could be double the amount of representatives. Uh, I think there's only two between 1 and 50 in singles, two between 50 and 100. I think you could double it to four and four and have diverse uh, opinions. Mm. Um, you could have know a south american representative a north american representative all these different areas and just have the more people's opinions in this in these issues that we face the better um i think that obviously the big issue recently has been the smoke and the air quality um and i really just stay off twitter just to because i think a lot of the words that you can put on twitter can be taken the wrong way mm. Um, I know someone very close to me, Liam Brody, yeah. takes to Twitter quite often to to use his opinion. Um, Have you met my co-host before? And Noah Rubin, <laughs> yes, he also does that. But but you know Noah Noah's going into another. He's um, he's really using his tennis ability that he's had his whole career and and his journey that he's had to give back in some ways mm. to the next generation. Um, and I do, I do think it's great what he's doing. His idea behind the racket is phenomenal. Um, I also think that it needs to be, it needs to be said sometimes what tennis has given to other people. Agreed. Um, because a lot of the, a lot of the stories do need to be heard. My one of my favorites was actually early one was the Ernesto Escobedo one. Yeah. Because I saw him week to week at challenges, and you know I'd say hello to him, I'd speak to him a little bit, but I never knew what he was dealing with. Me either. Um, and I know uh, I've spoken to a couple other people and, and they never knew that either. So that was a really eye-opening one for me. And the next time I saw him, I was like, Nesta, you know, you could have said something <laughs> or maybe he didn't feel comfortable to say something. But that was a really nice one for me, for yeah. me to hear. But I think a couple would be, what has tennis given them? I know everyone sacrificed a hell of a lot to be yes. in the positions they are. But you know who else had that the same opinion? Who? Paolo Lorenzi. Really? He said, he said the same thing. I do not have anything negative to say about yeah. tennis. Yeah. I mean, he's given me everything. And, yeah. uh, you know, and I, I was just like, yes. Yeah. Right? It's, yeah. Given, it's given me this opportunity to be sitting here with you in yeah. Melbourne, yeah. Australia. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, and, 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 for, and for Noah, for instance, sure. you know, he's sacrificed a lot in what, he's, in what he's done. Yeah. But he now is in a position where he can speak to the next generation speak to people about issues or whatever it may be and, yeah. and really we can and he's really trying to make a change he for is. the better yeah um and we can we can all appreciate that we all appreciate it. but it, tennis has given him a lot of great things as well a lot of great memories he's won a wimbledon junior title he's he'll no matter what happens in tennis i don't know how the hell that. that happened yeah and uh, hey <laughs> noah if you listen to this just remember that i beat you nine seven the year before <laughs> 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 Welcome to the club of people who just rip on him when he's yeah. even when he is here. Yeah, frankly. I mean, he, he was obviously. I, I tell you, at Wimbledon that year, he must have played a lot better than he did yeah. at World Team Tennis this last year, because uh, he was really struggling for games. <laughs> 
Well, okay. So my big issue, um, and I don't know how much you've listened to the mm-hmm. podcast, if, if at all, but my big issue has been um, basic idea, basic universal income mm-hmm. for players. Okay. Um, the idea that if you're top 100, you make X amount of money, you're mm-hmm. guaranteed X amount of salary yep. for the year. Yes. We've talked about the idea a lot of unionization, how challenging that is because you're all independent contractors. There's not a base location, et cetera. Mm. Um, How have those conversations really played out over the last um, couple of years? What what are your thoughts on them? Um, Listen, I think as we spoke about before with the team and individual, Mm. tennis is in a unique position. all of these issues will probably be around for the next 10, 15 years. A lot of, a lot of the nitty gritty details. Um, I think there is, it is time for a unionization in some, in some ways. Um, being able to really say that the grass is too wet, we're not going to play. Mm. Is I do, we don't want to risk injury because we aren't getting paid guaranteed money a lot of the year. And who's to say that the first person playing on the center court or the court X amount, whatever it may be, and if that person gets injured, um, they could be out for the next six months to a year because the referee has decided that that was too slip, too it was okay to play. Mm. Um, or here, for instance, if it was the air quality wasn't good enough, um, the players in some ways need to stick together yes. um, but it's rich us saying that and then people aren't going to stick together because people need the money and there is money at stake and why would one person from for instance, USA say I'm going to not play in, this, in these conditions this isn't safe for my health Yeah. and then the next person from Great Britain or another country say, listen, I need the, in the qualities, for instance, I need the 5K, I need the 6K, I need that. Somebody 450 in the world is going to be happy to fill that void. Yeah, I need that. So there's always going to be players in this this scenario and it's a difficult, fine situation that we all need to be careful going around. Hmm. Um, And to be honest with you, I'm one of those, I'm, I'm new on the tour. Yeah. So, I'm going to, if I'm told it's okay to play, I'm going to trust that it's okay to play. Yeah. Um, I kind of still see the good in everyone um, and hope that it's going to be, they're doing it for the health of the players mm. um, and hope that that thought's gone across their mind. Um, but I know in the change room now, when we, when we walk by, it says the air quality, it says, right. okay, if it's over 200, we don't play. Uh, but it's 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 really difficult when we're talking about the air quality and with all the devastation that this country has faced. Yeah, um, we we do need to be careful about that and have respect for what people have lost. Um, but listen, it's it's um, it's a difficult situation, and I would say there is time for a unionization, but it's not going to be fully drastic the other way. It's just like no, we're not playing this, we're not playing that. It's uh, and I would listen. I would, I would like a salary for everyone. Yeah. I would like everyone to make as much money as they can from this sport and set them up for life. Um, but then again, the, the the amazing thing about tennis, 
And I always say it to my partner, to whoever, to my girlfriend, listen, you're only ever one week away. You're only ever one week away from a great payday, from going up in the rankings, from you know feeling like you're on top of the world. You're only ever seven days away. The counter argument to that being, for example, Mackenzie McDonald. Yeah. You're one week away from not having any money coming in for the next seven months. Yeah. Or Rendy Lou, who yeah. played yesterday, mm-hmm. nothing for two years. Yeah. You know, um, that's why I've always just been a. It doesn't have to be a massive amount. I'm not saying guarantee yeah. every guarantee everybody a million dollars. Yeah. But $100,000, if you're top 100, seems like a good starting point so that you've got something base level so that you're able to be protected in that regard. But yeah, I yeah, get I mean, it. It's I mean, complex. I, I mean, I think that the, um, as, as we spoke about at the start of this conversation, two years ago, I was not challenges. Right. So the situation. You might be in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I might be in a couple <laughs> weeks. So the situation I'm in right now is, you know, I think the ATP do a great job of the pension. I think they're paying a hell of a lot of money into that. So if you reach the pension, it's a great pension for any company that you work for. Mm. Um, the health insurance is great. Um, so in that regard, they do cover certain areas. Yeah. You're, the, the point that you're saying, just right now in the world of tennis, isn't tennis. You know, it's not. It's not that. It's ne- it never has been that right. sport. Um, it would take something truly drastic to be that. Um, and it might take, at the start of the conversation, a team event. And mm. it might take, okay, we're going to give you $25,000 guaranteed yep. to play for us this year, regardless of injury. You sign on the dotted line, that's, the, that's right. what it will be. It might take that to revolutionize tennis. But I, I don't see that happening in the next three three years mm. because it's a lot it's a big change it is um yeah there's the counter of that but there's the feeling of something amazing you know you can have a great week here and make 150k just from winning three or four matches even if you're a challenger player um i mean tennis sangren did it two years ago now yeah changed his life yes you know and it, he, I mean, have you he, seen him lately? He's flipping ripped. Yeah, no, he's he's a big boy. It's weird. He's a big boy. He's it's a big like boy. it freaks me out a little bit. Yeah, but bit. he's always been able to move, hasn't he? Yeah, but now he's got like a six pack, really? and yeah, it's he had a big preseason, did he? Oh, he was, no, it started last summer. Oh, really? Yeah, he stopped. He stopped eating poorly. Stopped having anything out, like alcohol after his week uh, was over. Yeah. He's got like an eight pack now. Really? Well, yeah. We, maybe we need to get on the tennis sanguine diet. <laughs> well, let's not talk about my <laughs> yeah. fat. Okay, I talk about that enough. Um, um, I, so as we're starting to wrap up here, as yeah. we're, we're getting close to that thirty-minute mark, yeah. you and I could talk for hours. I know that. Yeah. We probably will still. Uh, probably. You said earlier you're still a little bit bored on tour. From time to time. From time to time. Yeah. What are the things now that maybe you didn't have two years ago? that have allowed you some more freedom and maybe some more happiness that you didn't necessarily have two years ago? First thing would be a coach, someone traveling with me. Yeah, uh, just my, the, 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 having somebody there all the time. There, someone there in your corner who is, without a doubt, wants you to win because the tennis world is a... It's great, it's friendly, but it's it's a selfish yeah, sport. Yeah, sure. Um, so having someone who... I mean, my, my coach, George Morgan, he was a hell of a player at 18, 19 years old. One orange bowl under 18, top five ITF. So hits a great ball. But before that, 
He's been my one of my close friends since we were 10, 11 years old. So I get along with him great. Our personalities go phenomenally well together. Um, so that was a change that we made. I made after US Open last year. Mm -hmm. So I've been with him the first two weeks of this year. Been doing great. We get along well. Um, so any kind of like stupid little games that we play, cards, whether it be, we're so competitive. Yeah. That when I'm with him, there aren't too many downtimes. Um, I have a Nintendo Switch, so we're playing Mario Kart in the room. Hmm. Um, all these different things. And he is pretty on it with scouting. Um, he has all the stats on the players, where they hit X amount of times, the percentages, clips all my matches so I can just watch my match in 15 minutes, basically. Yeah. So he's always busy doing things. But also, what people won't, won't tell you is, tennis, the tennis tour is only boring when you're not winning. Hmm. When you're winning, days go quick. Yeah. Weeks go quick. Because there's nothing worse than losing a two or three first rounds in a row, which yeah. we all go through. Yes. Everyone on the tour goes through, apart from the top four singles players in the world. Um, and they have to go to the practice site and they have to practice. And then it's like, what do we practice today? It's so much easier to do, okay, 30 minute warm up and play. Um, and it's so much easier to get your head around. It's so much easier to get into a rhythm. When you're practicing, it's just like, this is getting old quick at tournaments. Mm. You don't know where to go. What day do I fly to the next tournament? So that's when it gets boring. When you're in the tournament, you can, life is easy. It feels amazing. Yeah. So you're like, boredom's never a thing. Also Netflix. <laughs> that's a big one. <laughs> Have you watched the Aaron Hernandez documentary? No, I yet? can't. I, ju I can't. I can't bring myself to do it. For it, If I'm being honest, for the same reason, have you seen the stuff with Delonte West the last couple of days, the former NBA player? I saw it on Facebook. Yeah. I, I mean, it's those type of things like really break my heart. The the idea, I mean, it's what we've been talking about a lot with behind the racket, mm -hmm. the idea of mental health issues mm -hmm. that are really undiagnosed with with these people who don't yep. necessarily know where to go, despite having all these resources. Yeah. And it uh, honestly, it bothers me quite a bit. Mm -hmm. So I haven't I haven't brought myself to watch it. Yeah, quite I mean, yet. I think I think. Um, I think when you have time, yeah. you should watch it. Okay. Um, because it, 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 I mean, it's a good, it's a, it's a, it's a watch. Okay. You know? I'm watching. I'm uh, powering through while I'm down here. I'm watching The Crown. Okay. Uh, so then, now that I know how all about British of you, yeah, um, how how you guys have operated for so many years, yeah. this, this whole Meghan Markle and and Harry right. thing, like I'm just like. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, yeah. Like, there's so many actual it, issues it, do here. Do you think it's more funny that Andy Murray's more royalty than Harry right now? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's pretty funny, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It is. Um, as we finish, mm -hmm. do you remember what you said to me immediately after we finished our interview two years ago in Dallas? Do I want to remember it? I'm asking you if you do. I don't think I do. Did we say I'd uh, do it in a year's time? See where no. We're at? No. You said, I can't believe you didn't ask me about Genie. Wow. Okay. Okay, we got to talk about Yeah. Um, I'm just giving you the opportunity, the floor. Because I, 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 I had zero intention, but you mm. brought it up. And so I've just been saving no, I that. Ju I just thought you were going to talk some shit. And just, I wouldn't do that. Just rip into me for it. Um, no, but that's actually... Obviously, she hasn't been playing that much, so I haven't I haven't even seen her on the tour or anything. 
um, but I actually played one day of world team tennis mm. with her, and um, she was as pleasant as can be. Yeah, she was absolutely fine, and it was all water under the bridge as far as she was concerned. And I was happy enough to put wa water under the bridge as well and put it down to a growing up. Do you think it's fair situation for? And maybe she might be the extreme example. Yeah. But for for you guys as players, for your, your social life, your personal life to be, if you will, scrutinized. And again, I, I know she's more of an extreme example. Yeah. But um, I think for her and I mean, I, I, another one is Nick. Yeah, right. I haven't spoken to Nick. Nick loves the controversy. Nick makes money from the controversy. Mm. Jeannie makes money from these situations. So if, if they're confident enough as a person and to take it, to take the, you should be focusing more on tennis, blah, blah, blah. If you're a confident enough person to take all that and have a strong enough team around you, strong enough family around you, strong enough people around you, then I don't see it affecting them mm. because that's the people that they are. And that's what almost I accepted with mm. the with when I had my situation with Jeannie years ago, that was I ex years a year on I accepted it. I accepted that was the person that she was, and yeah. you know, and now it is war under the bridge. We both people have moved on. You know, I'm I wouldn't change my situation now for for anything. Sure, I'm in a perfectly, I'm in a great situation. I'm amazingly happy. So, w what it was is is has been and gone, and. Um, yeah, as I say, war under the bridge. I think if, you know, we just put all of your social interactions mm -hmm. uh, on social media over the next several years, yeah. uh, or maybe in the last couple of years, I think it'd be yeah. fascinating. No, uh, Being part of a, let me just say that being part of a fantasy football group yeah. um, with several players, yourself included, yeah. has been eye-opening for me yeah. in the worst ways. Yeah. Um, there were some moments where I was, I, I felt... Victimized. <laughs> uh, you know, that's one way of putting it. Shocked. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, there, were, there were no lines in this fantasy football group chat? I mean, you pushed it really quickly. You pushed that line from the jump. I mean, before we even drafted, I thought the league was going to disintegrate. Um, yeah, I mean, I... I and I, Listen, it's, it's a very British Aussie kind of banter. Yeah. Um, so... The Aussies in the group chat, uh, in the group chat and the league with us, Luke Saville and Matt Reed, they absolutely love it. That's not true. They love it. Uh, or first week, first person I saw this week was Matt Reed. Yeah, and what did he say? And he just said, "You absolutely brutalized me." Who he did? Yeah, he said it to me. Yeah, but he's laughing whilst he's saying it. Uh, I don't know. No, he's not. He's not taking that to heart. Trust me, Mike. I mean, my trust team me. name was Fat Reed. Yeah, no, absolutely fine. It's quality no, stuff. That's absolutely fine. And, um, but the, the people close to me now understand, yeah. but it was when I did it the first year. Yeah. Okay. So that we're now in year three, you were new to the league this year. Yeah. So year one, the first day of the league, we're discussing how to do it. And, uh, we're talking about ideas of 12 man, half point PPR, full point PPR, all yeah. these different situations, uh, the payout of it, all these different ways. And Hunter Reese is in the original group chat. And he says, I have an idea. Oh, boy. Okay. And I'm a very quick typer yeah. and quick-witted person. Notice that. I would like to think so. And 
my initial thought was, you're going to go and work on your forearm. And it's hurtful. put it that way, he left the group chat within an hour <laughs> and he didn't compete in the fantasy football. But I respected it. He wasn't up to the banter. And it is, it is a, it is, it's a hurtful league. <sighs> it's, if you accept it for what it is. That's the issue. You have to accept it for what it is. Yeah. Because everyone, everyone is doing it, including yourself. Yeah, I, I, you you I fell into it. the trap. Yeah, you I mean, listen. You accepted the league and just said, okay, this is how it is. Robert Let's Galloway was putting me on notice a lot. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. I, I mean, I do believe that there are lines. Yes. Okay. So my lines are children. Yes. So I never say anything about your daughter, Marnie. Yes. Ever. And anything that could be that's almost too far yeah anything that's a personal issue at that point i don't d go anything to, to do with that so yeah regarding peter cobelt for instance shout yeah. out peter cobelt who's also in our league everything i say is regarding around him living in israel yeah of some sort yeah so when i it's it's a lot about hummus it's a lot about <laughs> uh, shabbat shalom you know it's a lot of those different situations uh, hold on, I'm going to interrupt you. Yeah. Uh, Christy, uh, Noah's not here. Do you want to take a pot shot? Oh, no? Okay. okay. Christy was our guest last week. Okay. And just took shot after shot at Noah. Okay. Uh, for the entire time. Yeah. So I, I didn't know if she wanted to take another little rip. She could have. Yeah. We can take a shot at Noah, everyone. Yeah, I mean, how small he is. Yeah, very small. Uh -huh. um, but when he's small, he's also really quick. We'll give him that. But not quick enough uh, in the first round of US Open this last year, Noah Rubin. Jesus, <laughs> but look, uh, I, I have to, I have to go. Yeah, I've got like matches. You got to another broadcast. match? Okay. Yeah. I, speaking of tennis. Oh, you actually Sandgren. working here? <laughs> it's debatable. Yeah. Uh, last night, I, I have to tell you, I did uh, this quick story. I did the Kevin Anderson match with Ilya Vashke. former an Illini. Former Illini. Um, they threw it. They gave it to us at ten thirty. Okay. And, you know, everybody's all like, oh, sorry, we're giving it to you so late, mm -hmm. whatever. I'm just like, this is challenger life, kids. Yeah, yeah. This is what we do. Yeah. We love it. There were maybe 30 or 40 people in the crowd and getting a little nasty. I'm like, this is home. Yeah. This is fucking home. Yeah. Let's have some fun, right? You, fought, you fell out here in Charlottesville. It was great. Yeah. It was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, so, yeah, I've got I've to do um, a player I haven't researched too much, Michael Moe. Oh. Uh, coming up a little oh, okay. bit later. Yeah. Uh, the guy who's not very athletic. Not athletic. <laughs> can't track balls down. No. no. Uh, against Roberto Bautista Agut. Okay. Now, I, d I did make a statement about Bautista Agut earlier. Which is? Which is, he is the most under-the-radar yes. player to stay high in the rankings yes. ever. Yes. I never see him in the locker room. No. Never see him walking around. Yep. And he just sneakily makes his way to the top 10 or top 15 the whole year. And for four or five years, for he's four just been or five right years, there. Yeah, I also played him in Wooden Qualies and got three games. One year. Okay. Well, that's a side story. Luke, Bambridge, Mike Cash, Bambo. It's been fun as always. It has. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. The show might be over, but the conversation isn't. Join us on social media at NoRuben33 and at MikeCTennis. We want to hear your opinions and stories behind the racket. 
Expect new episodes every Monday or Tuesday. And don't forget to leave us ratings on iTunes. It really helps us expand and reach more listeners as we take you behind the racket on the Coffee Cast with Cation and Ruben.